0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan
1: Bongino. I got a big Elon update, the spiciest story of the year for free speech, the Constitution, the oligarchy, everything shockingly got spicier yesterday. Uh, Don't miss that. Also a break in the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden case, a potentially big one. We'll see. Loaded show for you today on this good Friday. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show on this Friday, on this good Friday. we got a loaded show again, an Elon update and an article, even though it's at the Atlantic, a left-leaning outlet. It's about the devastating impacts of social media on your kids' brains. I want to cover that. Read it. It'll be in the newsletter too. I'll be covering this on my Fox show this weekend.
0: All right, Joe. It is Good Friday, so let's go. It's
1: Good Friday. It is, Joe. Very well said, my friend. Yes, yes. a very solemn day on the Christian calendar, my fellow Christians out there. Uh, the day uh, Christ gave His life for us on the cross. So, a very solemn day on the Christian calendar. Easter coming on Sunday, where we celebrate Resurrection Day. I uh, very excited. So, it'll be a a long weekend for uh, for us. So. Um, I really, uh, really appreciate you spending some time with us this week. And so the Elon Musk story, ladies and gentlemen, stunningly has gotten spicier over there. you didn't think it could get any better. Now there's multiple bids in for Twitter. Saudi billionaires are upset. Vanguard, the investment firms jumping in. Liberals are all in now, Joe, for the Saudis, the billionaires. <laughs> it's just like the whole world has been there. Just to be clear, Elon Musk. Who created the world's largest electric car company? The Green New Deal AOC left, love this guy. Elon Musk, the dipsy doo flippero, Joseph, is now complete. Yes. Sir. Elon is now public enemy number one. The, the Hitler comparisons are coming soon, I promise you. Elon's now public enemy number one. And the Saudi billionaires, you know, the Khashoggi folks, remember the Khashoggi de- decapitation and killing? Now they love the Saudis. And they love financial investment firms and BlackRock billionaires. Liberals love them. This can't get any better. So Twitter is now in a desperate race against time to prevent Elon Musk from buying out and taking over the entire company. Why? Twitter and the left, are all in on censorship. They are communists. They will be communists. They will always be communists. They cannot defend their ideas. They are idiots. Their ideas are stupid and totalitarian. So the only way they can get the ideas uh, uh, to pass muster is to censor the opposition. It is the key to gaslighting people. Lie to them, lie to them often, lie to them confidently and isolate them from the truth. That is Twitter's role in society. To isolate dumb liberals from the truth. Hide from them the uh, Spygate story. Hide from them the Hunter Biden story. Hide from them vaccine negative stories. Hide all of it and let dopey liberals live in their dopey ecosystem. That is the only purpose to Twitter. They are melting down. They are desperate to stop the buyout because they can't exist. Dopey liberals, yes, dopey, cannot exist we're coming out hot today, cannot exist without censorship because they're dopey. Stupid people rely on stupid ideas and stupid ideas persist because smart people aren't allowed to counter them. Here's some takeaways from yesterday's Elon Twitter fight, which is I'm going to be covering tomorrow. on My Fox show, too, which is just stolen away the national attention right now. From Twitter yesterday, where this fight's going on publicly. Here's Elon's verified account on Twitter. So Cameron Winklevoss, who I think was one of the founders of Facebook, if I remember the Winklevoss brothers, I'm, I'm pretty sure, he tweeted out, and Elon responded, so he, Cameron Winklevoss tweeted out, Twitter's considering a poison pill to thwart Musk's offer. They'd rather self-immolate than give up their censorship programs. This shows you how deeply committed they are to Orwellian control of the narrative and global discourse. Scary. Musk responds, if the current Twitter board takes action contrary to shareholders' interest, they'd be breaching their fiduciary duty. The liability they would assume would be titanic in scale. Let me translate for you what this means, okay? Twitter is so desperate to stick with their censorship communist model, because they know Elon, if he buys it, will change that, that they want to do a poison pill. A poison pill, very simply stated, is a mass dilution event. They would allow their shareholders now to buy additional stock at a discount, which would dilute uh, uh, Musk's ownership interest in the company, which would make his shares and the voting interests of his shares worth less, and would really hamstring his ability to get management out and change the direction of Twitter. A mass dilution events very simple. It's not quite hard to understand. I own a percentage of certain tech companies out there. That percentage, obviously, let's say you, I have 100,000 shares. I'm just making up a number. Say I have 100,000 shares of Joe's tech company, right? Yeah. Well, if, if there's a, a, a million shares, how much do I own? I own 10%. Well, if you decide you're going to double the share pool for simple numbers here, and you're going to do a mass dilution event, and you're going to offer another million shares, then I own what? What? 5%, depending on if I get some of the stock too, right? And what happened? Nothing happened. I still own my 100,000 shares. There's just 2 million shares instead of a million available. Very simple. I don't I don't mean, I'm not trying to talk down to anyone. But there are, you got to understand, there are liberals listening. They're like, a pill? What's that? So they're talking about issuing mass shares at a cheap price to all the shareholders now to dilute the stock pool and dilute Musk. Well, what does that do? Well, Cameron a very smart guy. Well, what happens, folks? Like anything else, when you increase the supply of something, what happens? The cost goes down. Supply, demand—you all get that. Demand goes up. What happens? Prices go up. Yeah. Supply goes up, prices go down. You want to make Corvettes expensive? Decrease the supply. You want to make them less expensive? Create more Corvettes. Why are auto co- Why are used cars so expensive right now? Because there's not a lot of them going around. You want to lower the price create more, You get more used cars on the market. This is not complicated. That's what they want to do. So you're probably saying to yourself right now, because you're the smartest audience in the business, I kid you not, I get your emails. You're probably saying to yourself, wait, wait. So Dan, Twitter is going to create a massive amount of new stock, which will lower the price of the stock and destroy value for existing shareholders, all in a bid to continue censoring and stop Elon. Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. That's exactly what I'm telling you. And that's why Elon tweeted back, wait, if you're a board member and you agree to that and you have a fiduciary responsibility, in other words, to act in the best financial interests of the owners of Twitter, the shareholders, and you do that and you destroy their value for the owners of Twitter, aren't you breaching fiduciary responsibility? Yes, you are. That's why Elon's like, that's probably a lawsuit. It's not only a lawsuit, Joe, it's probably a couple hundred thousand lawsuits or something like that. Yes, sir, Bob. So we'll see what happens with the poison pill. Shows you how much these communists on the left cannot live without censorship. They're willing to destroy the company to do it. Second takeaway from yesterday. You know, liberals, we're all in it for the little guy. Yeah, you're all. Please cut the crap. Please take your nonsense. Go sit down to the corner and shut your soup coolers. I have no time for your stupidity today, tomorrow, or any other day. You're not in it for the little guy. You're the party of BlackRock billionaires, Vanguard investors, and you're the party of Saudi billionaires. That's what you are. The same libs who claim to be against millionaires and billionaires are now all in on defending this Saudi elitist billionaire who tweeted out yesterday in his Twitter account right here. I don't believe the proposed offer by Elon of 54.20 a share comes close to the intrinsic value of Twitter given its growth prospects. Being one of the largest and long-term shareholders of Twitter, the kingdom and I reject this offer, Prince Halloween. Well, Oh, uh, Prince, you're free to buy Twitter or whatever you want. Why not make an offer then? At, right, Joe, make an offer at sixty. Yeah, you're free. You're free to do it. You got a lot of oil money there, right? Eh? A lot of dinero. You got a lot of uh, got a lot of cheese. Why don't you do it? And what's hilarious is how many liberals. Jumped on that tweet to be like, yeah, go get it. <laughs> the, the same. This is like, you can't pay for this kind of comedy on the left. I, thank you. Thank you, God. Every day I wake up not being one of these total ass clowns on the left. What an embarrassing, humiliating group of hacks. Just a month ago, and they were like, oh my gosh, Khashoggi. We got to do an Iran deal. We got to we got to neuter the Saudis. They're too powerful. We got to get the Iranians nukes to rebalance power away from Saudi. Uh, They murdered Khashoggi. They're so awful. Saudi billionaire. Uh, I don't like Twitter's uh, move. Maybe selling to Elon. Yes, we love the Saudis. We love oil. We love the kingdom. We love them. Let's give back rubs to the Saudis. These people are such freaking phonies. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Again, I'm not telling you Republicans are the solution to all your problems I'm not We have our own frauds. but I'm telling you now Democrats are the cause of all your problems and there are degrees of fraud. We believe me we have our own frauds in our party. but there are there is not a more fraudulent movement in the history of politics with the exception of maybe Milli Vanilli than Democrats. They are the biggest frauds ever. You love Saudi but you love Saudi billionaires and Blackrock. BlackRock, which is a, an owner of Twitter as well, they have a lot of shares. BlackRock, billionaires in BlackRock and Vanguard Investment Fund, which came in and bought some extra shares too, to jump Elon Musk and be the biggest shareholder. All of a sudden, the left's like Vanguard, BlackRock, man, we love you guys. They are such frauds. It is hilarious. So here is I just so I went to Twitter and I here is my third takeaway. So number one, the poison pill, they're going to destroy the company and the share value to keep Elon out. Number two, liberals love billionaires. at Saudi oil right now, and uh, the Saudis. <laughs> Takeaway number three, the meltdown on Twitter by liberals, regular rank and file liberals continues. This is some guy, Dan, I stand with Ukraine. He's just a random account, posted it publicly on Twitter, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not singling this guy out for any particular reason. I don't know him. I don't even know if it's a, a he. It could be a, you know a bot account or whatever, but This response is in in some way, shape or form, probably up 100,000 times on Twitter by liberals. The meltdown continues. This is a big LOL number two. LOL number one is they love Saudi billionaires and oil right now. LOL number two, the lib meltdown. We just wanted you to leave. Okay, sure. Here's what this this person, Dan, I stand with Ukraine says. He says, the right, the right, talking about us, the right minority, has had many chances to leave Twitter for free speech on Parler, Getter, Gab, and True Social, and they never do it. Effing annoying. The left majority wants them to stop trolling, Joe. Just stop trolling and leave already. Since that's what the right lives for, we will have to just deal. This is hilarious. So, two points here. Uh, The right threatens to leave and never do? No, actually, um, I did. My team has an account on, uh, because they, they run to, I, I haven't been, I don't, I haven't posted an original thought on Twitter since January of 2021. Actually, I did when Rush Limbaugh passed. I was at, I'm on parlor and shoot. Charlie Kirk is gone. Pete Hegseth is gone. Tucker Carlson is gone. Donald Trump was booted. off. I don't know what you're talking about. A lot of people have said they were going to leave and left. Man, it's not all of them. I don't disagree, but stop pretending like people are, people are, people have left. And then point number two, oh, we're so innocent. All we want to do, uh we just want you guys to leave and go away. And we'll you do your own thing. You leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. Ha! Joe, did they forget the parlor thing? You remember that? Yeah, remember yeah. that company, Joe? You ever parlor. heard of it?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Parlor. parlor you remember guys. vaguely? Joe's like, yeah, a little bit of a memory of that. Now Joe knows me well <laughs> as a Friend knows, obviously, I was an investor in that, uh, what that whole right. debacle. So people did leave for Parler. It was actually the number one app in the world. And then crazy lunatic liberals, AOC, Rokana and just about every liberal on planet Earth after January 6th, decided that leaving Twitter wasn't good enough, that they had to go and attack Parler, too, and tried to wipe it off the face of the Earth. So now Donald Trump starts an unbelievably successful platform called True Social, where my engagement over there is insane and through the roof. I have almost 600,000 followers. I've been on there just about two months. So I just put in the left's favorite search engine this morning. I went to Google just to show you. Here's the left that just wants us to leave, Joe. They just want us to go away. We just want to be left alone on our Twitter. That's all we want to do. So I just put True Social in a Google search, their favorite platform. Here's what pops up immediately. Uh, CNN, or what is that? CNET, Trump's true social, still off to a bumpy start. Every <laughs> bumpy start. <laughs> 600,000 followers in two months, and it's not even an open platform yet. Here's story number two. Trump's true, true social tops downloads on Amazon or an Apple App Store, but many are waitlisted. Here's story number three. Uh, Trump's true social, still facing financial and technical woes. They can't stop writing about true social. So just to be clear, takeaway number three, love oh, we just want to be left alone. Go do your thing. We do our thing. They wipe us off the internet because they love censorship. Trump does his own thing, and they can't stop obsessing about true social. These people are pathetic. Pathetic in every sense of the word. And thank the Lord every day, you're not one of these total frauds. Finally, here was Elon yesterday on free speech, this video clip here talking about what free speech really means. Check this out.
0: A good sign as to whether so- there's free speech is, uh, is, is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like. And if that is the case, then we have free speech. And it's, it's damn annoying when someone you don't like says something you don't like. That is a sign of a healthy, functioning, uh, free speech situation. All right,
1: that was Elon on free speech. It's not just letting people you don't like on the platform. It's letting people you don't like say things you don't like, folks. That's free speech. I don't like a lot of people. They're on Rumble. I'm one of the owners, equity stakeholders of Rumble. A lot of people I don't like are on Rumble saying things about me personally I don't like. And I'll tell you right now, you have my solemn pledge. I would give everything to defend their right to attack me on that platform. Because unlike the left, I'm an actual advocate for civil liberties and free speech. We're the new civil rights advocates. And to the young college kids who listen to my show, hopefully have some lefty college kids listening now, I want you to look at them and ask them, is he willing to do the same? So you're not willing to let Donald Trump, someone you disagree with, on your platform to speak, yet we're willing to allow Bernie Sanders, not only willing, but fighting for Bernie Sanders' right to come on ours and speak. Who's on the right side of history here? You or us? If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you've got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry US Survival Rifle. Okay, uh, moving on. This story in the Atlantic, the Atlantic, Dan, you're citing the Atlantic. What the hell's going on? That is a uh, pretty radical far left outlet. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, you know, unlike the left, I don't try to censor people, right, Joe? And when I find good material, even in left-leaning outlets, I use it. Unlike the left, like, that'll be able to speak because you're crazy people and we're not. This is from April 11th of 2022. Please read this article. It is so, so well done. It'll be in my newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. You can go there and click sign up. It's free. We don't spam your inbox. Don't worry about that. The title of the article, Sad in Of Itself, it says, Why American Teens Are So Sad. And it talks about the plague of depression and anxiety amongst their teenagers that are at just epically bad levels right now. What is going on? And what is the role of pervasive social media in causing this mental health malignancy amongst our teens? The article lays out the scope of the problem. And, ladies and gentlemen, although not At apocalyptic levels yet, it's really, really bad. And it debunks some myths, too. No, this is just ordinary teen angst. No, no, there's always been teen angst. I mean, Joe and I were probably, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know you when you were a teen, obviously, Joe. But knowing you now, you're probably a lot like me. We probably had a lot of angst, too. There was a lot of angst. We were angst, yeah. Joe was a musician. I was a, I don't know what the hell I was, just an angry kid. But, that you know, you express your, your emotions in music. I express my emotions hitting baseballs off a tee. I mean, teenagers, but they make the point of piece that teenagers now is far worse than it's ever been. What is social media's role in this? Here's a screenshot from the piece. It says, why would social media affect teenage mental health in this way? One explanation, listen to this, is that teenagers and teen girls in particular, I have two daughters, are uniquely sensitive to the judgment of friends, teachers, and the digital crowd. As the author's written, social media seems to hijack this keen, peer sensitivity and drive obsessive thinking about body image and popularity. The problem isn't just that social media fuels anxiety, but also that, as we'll see, it makes it harder for today's young people to cope with the pressures of growing up. Man, amen. Joe Armacost. That I could not, to the Derek Thompson, the writer here, I don't know who you are, your politics, I don't care. This is a brilliant, brilliant piece. Now, and I'm sorry, I'm going to keep plugging the show, but this is super important. Tomorrow, Saturday, 9 p.m. on Fox. I have an expert in this. He is a former agent of the Secret Service. Disclosure, he's a friend of mine, but this is what he does. Child security. He is going to elaborate on how not just how bad this is for your kids and give you some stunning data. But he's also going to elaborate on how predators, legitimate predators, I mean, legitimate predators, that's not a talking point. They 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 are predators for kids. That's what they do. They use these platforms to hunt for your kids on there. He's going to give you a number that's going to blow your mind. I taped the interview early with him. It's an astonishing interview about the damage this stuff is doing. Now, why am I so interested in this topic lately? Specifically, I've always been interested in that pernicious effects of social media. My wife and I had a conversation with, uh, a, let's say, a younger member of the family who said to me, you know, I really want to get on TikTok and YouTube and all my friends are on. I'm sure you're having that conversation now. Folks, that's a hill to die on. I would rather in eight years when she's in a, a you know, legal adult say, my gosh, you protected me from all that stuff, and I'm angry. I wanted to see it. Then in eight years to be dealing with suicidal, obsessive-compulsive teens who were corrupted via the effects of Instagram and TikTok. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'd rather you hate me till the the day I'm six feet deep. I'm not doing it. Folks, please don't miss the show. My guest, I I don't want to, again, tease it to death, but some of the numbers are staggering. These kids are super sensitive to the effects of likes on Instagram and shares and stuff on TikTok. They don't need it. They don't need the criticism. Pay very close attention to that. Okay. Uh, That was kind of a heavy segment. Take it down a little bit. A little bit of... I don't even want to say like relief because it really is sad for the state of the country that we have a president of the United States right now that absolutely nobody trusts and everybody thinks is an international global laughing stock, especially with a war going on in Ukraine that could erupt any day. Here's just a quick video Biden appearance yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, the man just cannot possibly stop lying. He said it again, uh, he's a, was a full professor in Pennsylvania. He was not a full professor in pennsylvania here check this out i've been on a lot of university campuses a matter of fact for four years i was a full professor at the university of pennsylvania folks here he is lying again he was an honorary professor he showed up on campus nine times we know about i just did a joe biden thing nine times nine to, joe nine times <laughs> we know about He nine times he was not a full professor Nine visits to campus from 2017 to 2019. He was paid $1 million for nine visits. Now, why does Joe Biden keep lying? Because, like sadly, a lot of our teens, they're very insecure and they need that public affirmation via social media. Joe Biden needs it from everyone social media, crowds, people around him. He is a deeply insecure human being. I'm not kidding. He is a wannabe, he has always wanted to be someone important. So what does he do? He lies about every detail of his life. I graduated with four degrees, you didn't. I graduated at the top of my class, I, you didn't. He is a liar. I visited Nelson Mandela, got arrested, you were not arrested. I traveled twenty seven million miles an air tra- you did not. He is just a liar. He's also clearly in uh, in in cognitive trouble. It's it's sad to watch. And, you know, Brian Kilmeade said it right this morning on Fox. Um, Rachel's right. I do feel, I I feel, I don't, I'm, I listen, it's it's Good Friday. I don't wish ill on any human being. I just, it's not part of my nature. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to fall in that trap, right? I may be angry about politics, but I'm not going to get angry to the point where I do what leftists do and start burning buildings down. I'm not doing that. But Kilmeade said it right. You know, he says, I feel bad for all of us. And Rachel had it right too. Rachel's like, I feel bad for this guy. I feel bad for both. Here's Biden yesterday at the end of the speech. I don't know what he's doing. People have speculated it looks like he's shaking someone's hand. I don't know if he's shaking someone's hand or pointed to someone who's not there. I have no idea what he's doing. I know how fact checkers are. They'll be out there and be like, oh, I was in his head and uh, he wasn't shaking a hand. What he was doing is he was doing a sign language type gesture. It's just embarrassing for these idiots. The truth is nobody knows what he was doing, but we know this looking at it. He's clearly confused. How do we know that? He goes one way. He goes the other way. It appears he's looking for someone. The guy is just in severe cognitive deficit. Watch this debacle yesterday. Check this out. God bless you all. There you see it, folks. The guy, I mean, is obviously struggling, and not only struggling, but struggling bad. I'm sad for him, but I'm really, as Kilmead said, and he's right, I'm sad for us too. The world is watching, it's just an embarrassment. The guy really, really, uh, at this point needs to resign. I know we're stuck with you know, number two there, but uh, just confused. This is just dangerous at this point. Okay, just got this this morning, hot off the presses. Adjust the news story sent by, over to me by John Solomon himself. This is a big story. Now, I'm, I'm uh, granted, because it happened right before the show, I'm going to give you the, the bird's eye view. We'll try to get into some more detail next week as we parse through these messages. But this is an important story. It'll be in the newsletter. Uh, if you want to get out ahead of it, read it for the Monday show. Just the news. A smoking gun text and email, apparently texts and emails have emerged. Joe Biden referred business and mingled finances with his son Hunter messages show. Folks, this is a huge deal. The White House's defense to the ongoing Hunter Biden confirmed debacle with the laptop, you know, Joe, and these China, Moscow, Kazakhstan, Ukraine business dealings. The White House's defense has been what? Oh, you didn't know Sergeant Schultz. We don't know nothing about nothing about nothing. We had nothing to do with it. Wow, that's kind of weird because John Solomon got his hands on some text messages and some emails. And one of the emails later entitled J.R.B. Bills, using the future president Joe Biden's initials, listed a series of expenses from Joe Biden's lakefront home in Wilmington, Delaware, that Hunter Biden had paid. Huh. wow. That's kind of strange. Though I thought it was we don't know. It was Sergeant Schultz, man, right? They included... of air conditioner repairs at Mom Mom's Cottage. And another $1,475 to paint the back wall and columns at the lake house. $475 for shutters. $2,600 for building or repairing a stone retaining wall at the lake. Folks, it goes on and on and on. Seems like old J.R.B., Joe Biden's bills were being paid by a hunter who was getting money from all kinds of places. Kind of weird how that we don't know nothing about nothing about nothing means you knew a lot about a lot about a lot. Kind of strange, right? I will stay on top of this story. But I want to note, this story is starting to spiral out of control for the White House. The media will do its best to squash it. They may be successful. I never get optimistic. Really, I'd rather, I'd rather e- expect the worst and cheer when the best happens than the opposite. But I'm telling you, Having studied politics for a long time, this situation is getting out of control quickly. All right, uh, moving on. Folks, the images coming out of China, the hellscape over there, are so deeply disturbing. You want to know why I talk about Elon Musk? Oh, I know. Joe Joe cuts the video, so he's Damn. already seen it. Folks, it's it's really, it's the kind of stuff, when you agree, Joe, it's out of like soylent green. Horrible. It, it's it's like a soylent, yeah. you know, it really is. It's like a soylent green thing at, at this point. It is like... It's a clockwork orange, like dystopian hellscape right now. And I don't even know. You watch these videos. You're like, this is surely, this is most assuredly a movie. No, it's real. Here's the latest. It's a little bit long, but I want you to watch this. If you're listening on audio, you can hear it. But please go to my Rumble and watch this. This is just horrifying. These police units in like full quarantine garb are just stealing people now. They're just like People are on the ground on their knees praying for their folks not to be taken away. It is just horrifying. This is the surveillance state left this one here and that they are fighting Elon Musk to preserve. Watch this. (laughs)
0: 现在就是保持冷静
1: I mean, how how do you uh, uh, that looks fake. That's that that's that's out of Shanghai. That's what they want here, folks. Now, even worse, Dr. Fauci uh, yesterday or this week was just on talking about the Shanghai lockdowns. And I want you to listen. He still doesn't get it. Watch how he like. Tries to put lipstick on this pig and say, well, you know, there was an option here. We could use lockdowns and then get people vaccinated so they come out of lockdowns. They don't have virgin immune systems. Folks, none of that worked. The man has no capability to analyze risk whatsoever. He is a growing threat to public health. He is. He never gets it right. Lockdowns failed. And after what's going on in Shanghai, you should be crystal clear that this is an abomination. Check this out.
0: How concerning is the outbreak in China? We see the lockdown in Shanghai, and the State Department now ordering families out, all non-essential workers, out of Shanghai. Well, China has, has a number of problems, two of which are that their complete lockdown, which was their approach, the strictest lockdown that you'd never be able to implement in the United States, Although that prevents the spread of infection, and remember early on, they were saying, and I think accurately, that they were doing better than almost anybody else. But lockdown has its consequences. You use lockdowns to get people vaccinated so that when you open up, you won't have a surge of infections because you're dealing with an immunologically naive population to the virus because they've not really been exposed because of the lockdown the problem is that the vaccines that they've been using are not nearly as effective as the vaccines that are used in the United States, the UK, EU and other places. There
1: you go, folks. Magically, Dr. Fauci are uh, wrong again. I say magically because it is magic. How a guy, he's smart, he's not dumb. How a guy with his kind of intellect continues to get it wrong every time. Tells you he's doing what, Joe? Licks the finger and he does politics. Guy's not doing public health. He's doing politics. Give me a break. Stop the nonsense, okay? Please, with the nonsense, I'm done with the nonsense. All right, uh, moving on. I got to get to your questions. It is Friday, so we got a lot of good questions, but I want to get to, uh, let me get to my last sponsor first, and then what I want to do is, uh, I want to just cover this Peter Schiff article quick about the inflation crisis, because there's a lot of rumor mill spin going on out there that, oh, inflation may have peaked. Well, one of us is going to be right, and one of us is going to be wrong. I'm with Peter Schiff. Schiff's like, nah, I don't think it's peaked yet. We'll see. I haven't been wrong on the economic stuff yet. I think it's going to get worse. Potentially a lot worse. And I'll tell you why coming up in a minute. Then we'll get to your questions. Today's show brought to you by one of my favorite new sponsors, Mizzen and Maine. Paula likes them too. Right, Paula? How nice are they? Very nice. Like on a scale of one to 10. They're 10? uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, back to the end, it is for, <laughs> you got to check out, <laughs> you all missed that, don't you? You got to check out Mizzen and Main, M-I-Z-Z-E-N. Mizzen and Main combines the comfort and flexibility of your favorite athletic wear with the fit and style of a solid looking custom dress shirt. These things look terrific. They are lightweight, breathable, and moisture wicking. Now, let me, let me just be honest with you. Mizzen and Main, I'm going to step off script for, okay? This is, uh, if you're okay with it, if not, don't worry. We can refund your money. I hate collared shirts. I do because they're uncomfortable. Mizzen and Maine's collared shirts, I kid you not, are so comfortable. When I went to the final four, I for the first, put the, coll- the blue Mizzen and Maine collared shirt on because it was so darn comfortable. It was more comfortable than a non-collared shirt. I'm not kidding. You can look at the pictures on my locals. Mizzen and Maine's clothing will have you looking great. They look, they fit great. You'll get that pirate fit, you know, plus their dress shirts are machine washable. You can skip those expensive trips to the dry cleaner. Think of all the time and money you save. On a hot day in Washington, D.C., Mizzen and Main's founder saw a guy running up, uh, running up the hill in a sweat-soaked, wrinkled dress shirt and thought, there's got to be a better way than this. Since then, they set out to make being comfortable and looking great the new normal. We all want to look good, right? I do. They may have gotten famous for their dress shirts, but Mizzen and Main now makes incredibly looking uh, comfortable flannels, no-tuck shirts, performance polos, chinos, and so much more. Their performance fabrics with modern tailoring are super comfortable. They look good. I can't say it enough. With Mizzen and Main, it's never felt better to look your best. They've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, so you can they, you know they make a great product. Whether you're working from the golf course or taking conference calls in the courtyard, we've got good news. Right now, if you go to MizzenandMain.com, M-I-Z-Z-E-N-N spelled out, M-A-I-N, uh, MizzenandMain.com and use promo code Dan, D-A-N, you'll receive $35 off, every, uh, off uh, any regular price order of $125 or more. That's $35 off when you go to mizzenendmain.com and use our promo code Dan. Check them out. Seriously. Email us about how comfortable these things are. You'll never wear another shirt again. Okay. Just quick before I get to the questions. Peter Schiff, I've had him on my Fox show many times. Uh, Peter Schiff's a big advocate for gold. You know, it's obvious his website's Schiff Gold. Um, he doesn't hide it. Um, it's not some kind of like a, uh, you know, hidden agenda. So you can argue all you want about, you know, Peter Schiff and his opinions. I, I like Peter. I've been following him for a long time. And Peter Schiff has been warning about inflation for years. And people laughed at him. Oh, Peter, is no inflation. The Fed knows what they're doing. Well, it turns out Peter Schiff was right and they were wrong. So I went to Schiff Gold to see what he was thinking about. some. I've heard, I've heard some comments, as I said before, that people, oh, no, inflation, it's at its peak. It's just going to go down. Well, all I did was go to Schiff's website. and There was an article right there. Peter Schiff, peak inflation is just wishful thinking. Folks, he's been right before. Again, I don't tell you this to get scared. I tell you this to get prepared. If you're prepared, you're not scared. He says the U.S. government ran another big budget deficit in March. It was almost quadruple expectations. So he notes, he makes this point here, and you can read it on the screen, that the Federal Reserve has been purchasing treasuries. In other words, the federal government the treasury doesn't have the money we're running a budget deficit every year doesn't have enough tax dollars to spend what it wants to spend well where does it get the money dan it's giving the money to people where's it getting it well the answer folks is the federal reserve is just creating it out of thin air and then buying essentially bonds and other things from the treasury and dollar denominated assets you get what i'm saying joe so the treasury wants to borrow money they issue a bond you can go and buy a bond the treasury you know what i'm talking about well it turns out for you to buy a bond, Armacost, Joe has to use money he actually worked to obtain. That's right, right? The liberals are listening. I'm sorry if it's slow. Not the Federal Reserve. If the Federal Reserve wants to buy a bond, what do they do, Joe? They go to a computer, and go print new money, and they buy. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, wow, that sounds weird. So the Federal Reserve is basically printing new money to give the government. Yes, that's what's happening. The process is called quantitative easing. Peter Schiff notes. That we have bought, the Federal Reserve has bought, purchased, excuse me, so many government-denominated bonds, dollar-denominated bonds and assets, that now it doesn't know what to do with them. Because now what's going to happen is right as the government is trying to tighten up the money supply because of inflation, the Fed is going to have to, what, instead of buying these bonds, it's going to have to sell these bonds. And when they sell these bonds, shift notes at the end, they have too many bonds to sell and not enough buyers to scoop them up. Well, what does that mean? If a bunch of U.S. bonds flood the market, that means, folks, that in order to get people to buy these bonds, what's going to have to happen with the Treasury and the U.S. bonds? Well, Joe, do you want to buy a bond that gives you 2%? It's not a trick question. Or do you want to buy a bond that gives you 10%?
0: I want 10%. I don't even have. Joe's to think very about smart. It. He's
1: like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Joe. Joe figured that out pretty quick. Uh, so do I. So the U.S. Treasury is starting to figure out right now that when the Fed starts to flood the market with all the bonds it bought, that the value of bonds are going to collapse because no one's going to want the bonds because there's too many bonds and not enough buyers. So the Treasury's going to have to do what to get people to buy its bonds, competing with the Fed. It's going to have to pay really high interest rates, like really high interest rates. Like really, really, really high interest rates. Folks, this is going to get a lot worse. Hedge your bets now. I mean, I'm not your financial advisor, but there are options. Some of you believe in crypto. Fine. Some of you believe in gold. Fine. I'm, I can just tell you what I do. I've always been a big believer in gold. It's going to get ugly soon. All right. It's time for questions for Dan. Love this segment. Question number one, at Legomaniac Mom. If Twitter becomes a free speech platform privately owned by Elon, how would that negatively or positively impact Rumble and True Social's future? Great question, Legomaniac Mom. Folks, Coke has always been good for Pepsi. Chevy's always been good for Ford. I am a free marketeer. I am not a fraud. There is nothing I would like more. than tend to see a free speech oriented Twitter. I don't think it'll do a darn thing to negatively impact Rumble or Truth. I'm not being silly, virtue signaling you or anything. I don't. True Social is a magnificent platform. I love it. I'm on there every day. My feedback on the platform is probably 10 times was it what it is my team gets on Twitter. It is an amazing platform. Rumble has exploded. There is always going to be a market for good quality tech products. And seriously, Ford made Chevy better. Coke made Pepsi better. Competition's always a good thing. We can't be frauds like the but Good question. Second question at Lucas Chester Hey, Dan, is there a conservative investing firm like BlackRock? If not, has there been any talk amongst conservative leaders like yourself? I could totally see parallel investments being a huge winner. Let's just say uh, Yes. We are absolutely looking at it. Folks, I don't stop. I have got parallel economy businesses exploding everywhere. And uh, I know I had an announcement I said I was going to have on Tuesday for some of you. And so I just said, I mean, you didn't miss anything. I had to put it off a little bit. I want to make sure it's done, uh, done right. We, so just give me some time on that. But I appreciate it. Yes, I'm working on that. Question number three. Uh, hey, Dan, this is a Jewel Girl. In so many podcasts, you give good, really good questions to ask our elected officials. You just suggested supporting people who will open investigations into the DOJ and FBI, which I'm going to do. Thank you, Jewel Girl. Can you post a list or maybe dedicate an episode to questions for our elected officials? Uh, Yes, I can do that. I'll give you a few now. First, yes, you should demand investigations into the DOJ and FBI for Hunter Biden, Spygate, and the Collusion hoax. Second question. Do you support a balanced budget amendment? Yes or no. It's simple, yes or no. Get them on video, get them on tape. Um, do you support school choice and efforts at the Department of Education? If you're not going to defund it, which is probably the better way to go, but to support school choice. Third, do you support patient-directed healthcare and do you support repealing Obamacare? That's just a start. But yeah, I can give you probably 10, 20 more. Get them on the record. On, I ran for office, it's tough to go on the record. Believe me, I ran for office. It's, I get these questionnaires all the time. I answered them and they can answer them too. Next question. Some Midwest chick. (laughs) No, that's some Midwest chick. Hey, Dan, my 26-year-old son, Alex, who listens to your podcast religiously, would like me to ask you what your opinion is on climate change and where can he go to research non-leftist information on a topic? Folks, uh, climate changes all the time. Uh, The question isn't, is climate change real? Of course, climate changes. The question is, what is the role of the human being? Is anthropogenic climate change a critical life-altering issue? That's the real question. Anthropogenic meaning are we doing it? Uh, the answer is we probably play a small role, but the answer is a free and growing economy will likely mitigate the effects long-term of whatever uh, these climate uh, climate disasters they claim are going to happen are. Where can you go for good information? Um, you know, I agree and disagree with the Cato Institute sometimes, but C-A-T-O, Cato, if you put Cato, climate change, It's a libertarian institute over there. They have really good information on the destructive effects of government trying to solve climate change. So uh, tell your son to check that out. There's a ton of good material there. But, uh, you know, we can't predict the weather next week, folks. You're telling me they knew what the climate was using ice cores and dendrochronology 25,000 years ago. Please, again, stop the nonsense. You just sound silly. Hey, Dan, this is R.D. Elephant in the room. Me and my wife are unfortunately living in California at the moment. I've been trying to convince her to pack up and leave to Texas, but she won't budge. Is this a case of happy wife, happy life, even though I'm miserable in this godforsaken state? Well, folks, uh, doesn't sound like it's a happy life if you're miserable. I'm not a marriage counselor, but I can tell you right now, when uh, I suggested uh, to Paula that uh, we move closer to her mom down here in Florida, she was like, let's go. Let's go. Wait, what do you mean no? It was Paul's idea. Was it your idea to go to flirt? Okay, I'm sorry. Happy wife, happy life. It's her idea. It's <laughs> definitely her idea. Hey Dan, that's Sushi Man seven one six. I'm pretty sure he submitted a question before, but that's good. We like that repeat question. Always look forward to your unfiltered show. I kind of miss the old days of the uh, you going head to head with a dopey Democrat on my Fox show. Any plans to revisit that? Yeah, Sushi Man. Uh, you know that's a cool question. Um, the problem we were having is they don't say anything. These Democrats—they come on and they don't want to debate. It got ridiculous. I, I do plan on revisiting it. We called it the rebuttal, but you know the feedback was odd. It was like eighty percent loved it, twenty percent hated it. But the twenty percent who hated it really, really hated it because it's like the Democrats come on and they just never say anything. So we're looking into it. But um, good question. It's it, yeah, we, we we will we'll bring the rebuttal back just for you. You say you changed the course of my show. Hey, Dan, at Marth Vader, Darth Vader's cousin, if we truly are living in a thugocracy, great descriptor, by the way. Thank you. Does it matter if the DOJ and FBI have lost all credibility? Yeah, of course it matters. Where else are you going to go? Where are we going to go? Canada? We either fix it here. We got nothing. You know, we've lived in a thugocracy before. I mean, gosh, you know, I love our country, but the hard reality is slavery was the ultimate form of a thugocracy, you know, sentencing people to a lifetime of indentured servitude and physical torture. Yeah, that happened in our country and we fixed it and we changed it and we fought a war over it. Yeah, it's important. There's nowhere else to go. We can't let our country go down the drain. We, you know, it's a great place and I love this place. We are the great, we are touched by the hand of God, but we made a lot of mistakes. A ton, and we should acknowledge that. Conservatism is about conserving the good things and scrapping the bad things and learning from them. So yeah, we do have to change it. Um, hey Dan MKG one twenty four, you think child grooming will eventually become like defund the police narratives once they realize how unpopular it is? They'll change course. Yes, one million percent. You're even seeing trans activists now starting to realize they're pushing their agenda on kids was a cataclysmic, apocalyptic overreach. Yes, great question. This will become, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, this will become unquestionably the defund the police embarrassment just probably months, even years down. The if There's no way around it. Mess with Mama Bear. She's going to bite. All right. That's it for today, folks. I want you to have a happy Easter and uh uh Passover for all our Jewish friends and listeners out there. Thank you so much for your support so far this year. You've all been fantastic. Please, again, don't miss my show, Unfiltered, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. If you can't make it, set your DVR. That interview with the uh expert on social media is worth the price of admission, and I have a uh, totally off-script monologue in the beginning, towards the end. I think you'll be able to tell when I just kind of lose, <laughs> lose it a little bit. It's good. Check that out. See you tomorrow on my show, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks a lot. Happy Easter.
0: Good day, sir. You just heard
1: Dan Bongino.